Welcome to Aegis Comics of Alaska's podcast. This is where we let Alaskans know what to put in their box at Alaska's Comic Shop, located in downtown Wasilla, behind Chimo Guns, and directly above Game Theory at 500 East Swanson Avenue. You can find out more about Alaska's Comic Book Shop at www.aegiscomicsalaska.com, and you can follow us on social media at Aegis Comics Alaska. Let's get it started. Hey guys, it is Lou here at Aegis Comics of Alaska. I am your host for episode two of this podcast where we keep you guys informed about the comic trade, the comic biz here in Alaska, and what is going on in the industry. So first off, we just want to thank everybody for supporting the podcast. We know that times are tough right now, but this is a country where we get through stuff like this all the time, and I am very confident that we're going to find our new norm, and we're going to do it together. And my job right now isn't to give you gloom and doom. My job right now is to give you the good news about comic books to give you the good news about this hobby that you've chosen to follow and to embrace in your home, in your personal lives with your disposable income. So we appreciate you. And let's get it started. Now we're going to start off with the status of the shop. Uh, the shop is right now physically closed, but we are maintaining our online website at www.agescomicsalaska.com. That's www.agescomicsalaska.com. Select the online store, and you'll be able to find all the titles that we currently have in the shop are available for you at a flat rate shipping rate of three bucks. So whether you purchase one book or a hundred books, it's three bucks. And that is anywhere that uh, we can ship here in the United States. Uh, we are hopeful that our Friends and family out in Western Alaska will find some interest in the hobby because we can get those books out to you. So whether you're in Amonic or Selawick, whether you're in Aleknagik or out in Prudhoe Bay, we got you covered here at Aegis Comics. Make sure to check out the website. So on a nationwide level, I want to say when we first jumped into the business, there was about 3,000 shops. And... Right now, that number is at approximately, and this number came from Diamond Comics. I called them up yesterday, as a matter of fact, to try to get some numbers. We're at about 2,900 shops nationwide. Now, several of these shops, unfortunately, are closing for good. A lot of those shops, you know, you when you have, I don't want to roast people, uh, but facts are facts. When you have somebody that is a collector but is not business-minded and jumps into this business, a lot of times they're not successful for the long run. And my wife and I understood when we got into this business, we love the hobby. We love the titles, we love the artwork, we love the stories that are being told in these books. But at the end of the day, we're business first, collectors second or third for us personally. 
Our job is to service the collectors. Big difference. So you've got a lot of these shops that were bound to close anyway. So the gloom and doom stories that you're hearing aren't necessarily true because you have a lot of those shops that were, some of those guys were just looking for a reason to retire anyway. It's sad that it's happened the way it's happened. But nonetheless, this was essentially the nail in the coffin for them. They're able to walk away and call it good and move on to another chapter in their lives. For the shops that are staying in business, we know that we need to continue to keep that interest in the shops. A lot of shops are doing podcasts, the ones that are successful, the ones that are trying to uh, keep their customers engaged and informed they're doing things like podcasts and youtube videos and that's what we're doing here to try to uh, keep people engaged the good news about all of this i can tell you that it is kind of nice to take a break from that diamond bill uh diamond comics let me start off by saying uh they have done what they can as the sole distributor for comic books to try to keep us in the game the best they can, especially being out here in Alaska. When we get our books, we don't get our books up here the way a lower 48 shop does where their UPS driver shows up and good old John or Jane, UPS driver who they've known for years, hand delivers their box on uh, Tuesday morning or in some sad cases, Wednesday morning, just before uh, the doors open for New Comic Book Day. In our case, UPS will not deliver directly to us. And even if they did, the costs would be astronomical. We wouldn't be able to sustain a business like that. So we use a freight forwarder. We use, in our case, we use a freight forwarder out of L.A., that freight forwarder takes all of our diamond orders and then forwards them to Anchorage where we go to the airport and pick them up. So uh, it makes it much more affordable for us, but it just adds more to the logistics to get books up here, which is another reason why you don't see comic shops opening up on every corner in Alaska right now, because it takes a lot of effort to uh, get these books up here. But with that being said, taking a break from the diamond bills, so we pay upon delivery of all these books. So unlike your traditional bookstore where books are on consignment, not at a comic book shop. Everything that's in the shop, we pay for up front. So when those books come in here, we pay for them. So we're getting a weekly bill uh, from Diamond Comics. In some cases, it could be upwards of almost two grand a week, depending on uh, how many new titles come out. So taking a break from that, a month break from that bill has actually been pretty uh, refreshing, especially since now we're able to start moving some of our backlog because those issues that don't sell, that sit on the racks, well, that's money not being... Uh, not being earned to get more books and it's money just sitting on the racks so being able to get those books out to you guys via our web store right now you guys are helping us out a lot by doing that and you're getting a chance to grab titles that you normally wouldn't grab 
because you know you you're well we can lead into the next good news is because of all of this uh publishers like marvel comics for instance these guys were putting out like a ridiculous amount of titles every two weeks it felt like weekly there was a new launch party that we were going to have to advertise they're now reducing their production of new titles by up to 30 percent hallelujah that is a big relief because right now it gives us an opportunity to just order the books that the customers actually want not a bunch of fluff and it doesn't keep comic shops stuck in particular our shops stuck with these excess issues that aren't going to sell for abc reason so in the long run we're taking this lemon and turning it into lemonade Uh, so this pandemic we're going to do the best we can with it we're going to flip it and we're going to use this opportunity to get rid of our excess right now and we are very, very appreciative that you guys are helping us out with that. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for going to our website. Thank you for going to our web shop and purchasing those books. And there's plenty of titles on there right now. If there's something you don't see there, but you've seen it in the shop in the past, just message us. Maybe we haven't uploaded it yet. Let us know. We'll look around the shop and try to track it down for you. We got plenty of variants We have plenty of those first appearances, plenty of those key issues, which goes into our next topic. Key issues. A key issue for a comic book, there's some misinterpretations. Sometimes people have the impression that because the book is old, it is automatically a key issue and is valuable key issues quite frankly are identified by the majority of the consumers out in the world and what the collectors slash consumers say is now a valuable comic book dictates whether a book is a key issue or not a first appearance of Punchline, a new character in the DC lineup, may garner a lot of attention, may garner uh, the the label of a key issue, a first appearance, then you have a first cover appearance, you have the first full appearance, you have the first cameo appearance. These things make it a key. The other thing that may make it a key is a specific artist did the artwork in that book only exclusively. Perhaps that makes it a key. Um, A person of fame who has been influential in the comic game like Stan Lee or Jack Kirby, suddenly those books that were their first writings that weren't really worth much while they were alive have suddenly quadrupled in value. So 
key issues are really driven by the majority of the collectors and what they're willing to pay for those books. So as an example, the most famous key out right now is Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman. The collectors have driven that cover price of 10 cents. And because of the scarcity of that book, and the fact that it is very difficult to find a book that old and mint condition, you're looking at a book that went from 10 cents is currently worth over $3 million. That's an extreme example. But once again, there's this, there's a book like that, you know, that's worth that much. But then let's look at maybe a couple of issues after that, that those books may not be worth that much, even though they came out in the same, you know, in the same decade as that book. But then you get a book like Batman 89 or, uh, well, Batman 89 is the most recent uh, with uh, that first appearance of Punchline. That book suddenly is worth over $100. And that book just came out. Do I agree with that book being worth that much on a personal level? No. But the collectors are the ones driving that price. They're the ones uh, that are saying that that book is worth that much. Would I personally pay for that book? Uh, That price for that book? No. But at the end of the day, I'm the retailer. My job is to try to track that book down for you and have it available for you. I'm not supposed to really dictate to you my my uh, uh, my personal standing on whether a book is worth something or not. Because there's books that I have in my personal collection that I think, for me, would be worth a lot more than that book. But the market, the collector's market, would uh, strongly disagree with me. So going to my next, uh, uh, my next opinion on key issues, and I think that this is an opinion that's shared by many, is another type of key issue is what you personally feel is a valuable book to you. For some people, Youngblood's number one is worth 25 cents and is a dime a dozen book. But for someone else who grew up in the, in the 90s and fell in love with those characters, loved uh, Liefeld and Jim Lee, and their first works away from Marvel Comics, that book is worth a lot more to them personally. Would they be able to sell that book as a hot key to the majority of collectors? No. Would they be able to, uh, you know, justify getting the book graded for their personal collection? Well, yeah, it's, for them, it's a key. For them, it's something that's valuable. So at the end of the day, 
you decide what you want as a key issue in your collection. The market as a whole decides what that comic book is worth to the rest of the market. So I hope I answered the questions on keys and uh, what makes a key a key. To help you with this, we strongly recommend apps like Key Collector. The Key Collector app can be downloaded. Uh, you can go straight to our website and you'll see a link for Key Collector. Click on the link, enter uh, the code Aegis to get yourself a week of full access. And you can use that app to easily identify key issues in your collection. Another app that we recommend is CLZ. CLZ, that's Charlie Lee Mazulu for my military uh, people out there. That app is outstanding. It is awesome for um, tracking your personal collection and giving you a rough estimate of what your collection is worth. What I love about that particular that particular app is that it has a barcode scanner. So as long as your comic books have a barcode, you can scan the book. It'll identify it for you. You can then add it to your collection. You can even uh, enter in what, what condition the book is. So um, a lot of features in that. A lot of features in that, in that particular app. Another app that is being pushed right now and I've taken a look at it and I'm considering using it at the shop is the uh, I believe it's called cover price let me take a look here it is Lords of the Long Box are really uh, pushing this 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 online application and I think I have to agree with them. So far, so good. Let's see. Let me take a look here and make sure that I'm giving you guys the uh, right. Yes, it is coverprice.com. But it's spelled C-O-V-R price.com. Uh, you know how it is with the... Uh, website game somebody snatched up uh the appropriate spelling c-o-v-e-r uh price.com and they're holding it hostage uh so uh instead of them having to pay this individual for that domain they just uh drop the e so it's coverprice.com now what i like about that app thus far is that that is any book not just keys, because Key Collector is only going to show you key issues, whereas CoverPrice.com is going to show you every book. So, and it'll give you a rough uh, estimate of what those books are worth. So, uh, based off of uh, reported sales on eBay and other uh, sales platforms, the way I understand it. So, now determining the value of that key issue. You got to use the Overstreet Grading Guide. That's the that's the Bible for grading books. Uh, 
for comic books. Traditionally, we've had, you know, incomplete pages of missing your dog ate it. You had, I believe it was fine, very fine, good, very good, near mint, mint, and then gem mint. That was that was it. And you know, right now the gold standard's nine point eight, with the ten being the unicorn. But for comic collectors uh that are going by the Overstreet Guide, near mint is defined as a nine point two to a 9.8 those are near mints so because the difference between a 9.8 and a 9.6 is really minuscule and the difference between the 9.6 9.4 or 9.2 that's why they've grouped them all together as near mint so people getting hung up on that 9.8 you're kind of robbing yourself because if you've got a good credible grader near mint, whether it's a 9.2 or a 9.8, that's still near mint. 9.9 is mint, 10 is gem mint. So don't always get hung up on those numbers because I think uh, you'll find, you know, a Nova number one or an Iron Man number one and near mint is a fantastic fantastic value especially if you get it just under a 9.8 because so many people are hung up on that 9.8 which is really up to the eye of the beholder if you take a 9.8 and sit it next to a 9.6 unless you're a professional grader you are not going to be able to tell me the difference as a matter of fact if i take a 9.2 and sit it alongside a 9.8, unless you're a professional grader, you're not going to be able to tell me the difference. Because a 9.8 is not perfect. A 9.8 is not a 10 because it has a defect. So there you have it on conditions of keys for value. Because when you look in apps like key collector for instance or if you're even looking in the uh census or anywhere else if you're looking online for books uh you will see the numbers but you're also more than anything else like on ebay listings and facebook and craigslist listings for comic books the old school collectors the guys that have long boxes full of key issues in their garages and their home office where have you their man cave or whatever uh at their homes they are still going off of that 1980s 1990s which i think is really uh, a good standard to go by of they don't do the numeric they go this is fine all the way up to this is gem mint so that's uh some knowledge for you that I hope you can use when you are going out and on the hunt for those key issues. And 
buying a key issue is really it, it, it's it's a uh, it's an art form. It's fun, especially the hunt. the The hunt itself is fun. You can find these key issues hidden in the uh, back issue bins of your favorite comic book shop. You know, comic book shops have you know, tens of thousands, if not more books and the owners and employees at these shops, they can't keep track of every key issue in their, in their inventory. So it should be, uh, that thrill of the hunt for the comic collector to go into those back issue bins and find those keys and, you know, find them stolen, the dollar and $2 bins and, and, and so on and so forth. Or in our case, we, we throw key issues all the time in our loot crates that you can purchase from our website. So uh, we hope that that answers your questions about what is a key and uh, how to value those keys. So we gave you a couple of resources there. Now, buying comics on our site using reward points and how to earn them. That is another topic, especially right now with the way the economy is. A lot of people don't really have the disposable income right now to be spending money on this particular hobby. So to try to help you out, we have a rewards plan. And this rewards plan, uh, you can earn points. We call them Aegis points because we had to come up with something gimmicky, right? Uh, you can earn them several ways. You can, you don't just have to make a purchase. So you earn points by just following us on Instagram, sharing on Twitter, sharing on Facebook, signing up for our rewards plan in the first place and celebrating a birthday. And after you accumulate those points, you can use those points immediately towards the purchase of a book. Or several books, depending on how aggressive you are with referring us on your social media. So another great opportunity through our rewards plan. And it's a thank you from us to you for choosing us. Because trust me, yeah, there's 2,900 shops. That's 2,900 other choices you have uh, aside from us. And the fact that you've chose us over 2,900 options, thank you very much. And hopefully that this is a way of us thanking you and still keeping you in the hobby. Uh, speaking of thank yous, we want to give a big thank you to TKO Studios. Uh, TKO Studios out of L.A. Uh, they are the Netflix model of comic books. We've mentioned them before. They put out... All their titles at once in the either paper trade or collectible box that has the individual comic books for the traditionalist. And those books, those storylines of fire, you got uh, writers like Garth Ennis in there. And uh, these are uh, writers and artists that just put out pure fire, man. These books are great reads. You don't have to wait until next week or the week after or next month to find out how your story ends. You get the complete story all at once. They do the binge release model. It works. We're loyal to them because, quite frankly, 
they were the first ones to believe in us and to provide us books to sell. And uh, right now, to support us, you can go directly to their website, to the uh, uh, TKO Studios or TKOPresents.com. You can go directly to their comic book website. And at checkout, you select our shop, Aegis Comics. And when you select Aegis there, they will immediately give us 50% of the sale. And that's them trying to help us uh, through their through their website. And that's awesome. Not many distributors would do that for us. So special thanks to TKO for putting that offer out there for people. And for those of you that are uh, signed up for our online pull box, uh, continue to put in those orders. Continue to add those books to your pull list. Um We've been assured by Diamond Comics at this point that we're not going to get this mass pile of books delivered to us. So they're going to slowly uh, distribute those once the distribution chain reopens again. So you don't have to worry about 300 books waiting for you in your inboxes. So go ahead and uh, continue to use the online pull box feature. Uh, if you haven't signed up already, go ahead and message us so we can get you signed up for that. It is a win-win for both of us because it lets us know what to order so that there's no mystery. And you get to pick your books and get a first shot at those books. With that being said, we just ask that when your books get here, please pick them up. You know, one thing that crushes shops is pull boxes that have been abandoned because those are books that... Uh, we ate those books. Those books are sitting in your box and they're not making the shop any money. Uh, what we do do, though, is after a month, uh, unless you've communicated with us, we do sell those books off if people are interested in those books. So, um, I mean, we have no uh, uh, you have no obligation to come pick up those books. We're not going to nickel and dime you. If, uh, you know, you can only afford one book, I'm not going to bust your chops over a second $5 book. Uh, you get the book when you can or just drop it from your pull list. Uh, we just ask that if you're not interested in the book, don't order it. So uh, with that being said, though, we're very appreciative that you guys do choose us and that you guys do trust us to get those books for you. So thank you very much for that. We will have another podcast uh, out next week. Our goal is to have some guests on here. And my lovely co-host, my beautiful wife, Amy, should be joining us uh, either this next episode or for episode four. And I'm sure you guys will get a laugh out of that because my wife is quite the character. And her filters, uh, yeah not uh filter and her don't i mean you can't even use that in the vocabulary with her so thank you guys very much we hope to hear from you soon please support our podcast share it with others like subscribe it get on our social media like subscribe and make those orders on our uh, website that's how you're going to keep us afloat right now we thank you and take care